Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Lindsay Arthur, CEO of Habitat for Humanity. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Hey, did you know they're hiring? I do know they've got an open position. It is for the Community Engagement and Inclusion Director. Now, that sounds like a pretty good deal. It does. It is responsible for all activities relating to building relationships with underserved communities across East Central Indiana with a specific focus on growing our network within Delaware County. Now, I would say you'd have to be a people person. I would think so, yes. This position will serve as a brand ambassador working to connect underrepresented populations with the inclusive leadership development opportunities provided by Schaefer Leadership Academy. Now, how would one sign up or apply for a job like this? You can apply and find out more information about this position at SchaeferLeadership.com. Their goal is to interview candidates in December and make an offer by the end of 2021 with the position starting in January of 2022. So get your application in now yep. at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Lindsay Arthur, CEO of Muncie Habitat for Humanity. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. You're welcome. So tell us about Habitat. What what do you what do you do there and what does the organization do? Yeah, Habitat for Humanity um, is a great organization serving families in our community with affordable housing and home ownership. Um, we also do some repair projects and more recently we've been working in neighborhoods uh, with residents who live in community and want to see quality of life improved in their neighborhoods. And we're having a lot of fun working with folks um, in our neighborhood and also um, our home buyers. And it's gratifying, exciting experience to be able to work with folks alongside their journey to home ownership. Now tell me about working in the neighborhood, meaning that you've focused a lot of uh time and energy in one area of Muncie. So tell us about that. Mm -hmm. We actually uh, created a target area and we call it the 812 Coalition. Um, that target area spans between 8th Street and 12th Street or Memorial okay. as us Muncie folk call it. <laughs> um, and we really have focused in two neighborhoods, South Central neighborhood as well as Thomas Park Avondale. Um, and our main focus was to really raise up resident leaders um, to listen to their gifts, their dreams, their talents, and also their concerns and try to respond with what they think is most important and what they desire the most and do that in partnership with other nonprofits, um, other collaborators to improve things like education, employment, health, as well as housing. Now, you're not only building brand new habitat houses, like you said, you're also remodeling a lot of these houses. Yeah. So tell us about that. that that's a shift. That's a, that's a change in how I feel the habitat has uh, 
gone about things for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, Habitat for Humanity is most well known, uh, probably because of Jimmy Carter and Mm -hmm. stick building homes, new construction. Now he's still building homes. Uh, He is actually. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's really remarkable. I had opportunity to build alongside him technically um, when he was in St. Joe about three years ago. So that was an exciting thing. Um, But we, we actually, we've done a lot of new construction and we transitioned to actually doing whole house rehabs. And that was about 10 years ago, we made that transition. And then about five years ago, we started working in partnership with homeowners who owned their home, but because of age or income or a disability, they couldn't improve it and they couldn't take care of it. So we started um, doing projects like roofs or ramps or grab bars, um, as well as something we called a brush with kindness, which is exterior curb appeal type things. Um, And that's been a really successful program for us. Now, one thing I know about, which is uh, I thought was kind of pretty cool, Abandoned houses, blighted houses, they, they look pretty bad and everything. Did Habitat have anything to do with uh, like boarding those up and making them look not boarded up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our neighbors in our neighborhoods were expressing concern about vacant, abandoned ho- homes and what was happening in there. Also, just a general level of discomfort with the way they looked um, when you would drive through the neighborhood. So one of the very first things we did was to board up homes. And we had found an idea from another community where they actually went through and painted all all of those boards to look like windows and doors. So when you drove past that house, you're less likely to see it as vacant or abandoned. And it actually looked a lot a lot nicer for that curb appeal purpose. Right. Um, and many of those homes actually now have been torn down. And so it really was kind of this little stopgap measure, made the neighbors feel better, a lot more pride in their neighborhood driving through, not seeing those vacant blighted structures. Um, and now ultimately in partnership with the city and other nonprofits, we're either demoing those homes or we're building new construction homes on those sites. Nice. Tell us about some of the current projects going on. You've got the women's build, I believe. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. That actually is a fun project. Um, Every fall for the last few years, we've been working with teams of women who are raising funds, raising awareness, and ultimately raising walls uh, on homes. And we've got 13 teams of ladies. Um, Their goal is to raise $30,000. That's happening right now. Um, We're well on our way and probably will exceed that goal um, any day now. Tell us about that build, though. Isn't that uh, uh, the gentleman, it's his family home that they they had torn down, and you're doing it, like, from scratch, from from ground up. Exactly, yeah. Um, Our friend Charles came to Habitat um, in desperate need of a new house, and he actually had grown up in this home. Um, His parents passed away, and he inherited the home. Um, And we were actually so thrilled to be able to partner with him. Um, We did tear down his house. We're rebuilding right there on that same property where his family home has stood. And it's directly next door to his sister. Um, His sister's highly involved in the Neighborhood Association. And it's exciting to uh, continue to allow Charles and Vita, his sister, to be able to be in that same space together um, in that same neighborhood and for him to have a nice new home. Any other projects uh, worth mentioning? Sure. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Always, of course. 
We um, this year we actually uh, did an interfaith build, and we partnered um, about thirteen churches came together to actually build a house for our friend. Um, her name is Sweeter, and uh, Sweeter worked alongside all of those churches throughout the summer, which was really really fun. I do think that we're probably at the drywall stage at this point, so we'll be able to get her in probably after the first of the year. Um, but that interfaith build really was a time for people who come from all different congregations to come together and agree upon some things like housing. We don't have to talk about religion or what we believe about the faith, but we can agree that habitat and housing, those are two things that we can agree upon. So working together is that's fun build too as well. Actually, Habitat has purchased a new office building um, and we're thrilled to be able to be in our same neighborhood, still on Hoyt Avenue. Um, we've actually been located on Hoyt Avenue for 25 years and uh, located in a little house. Uh, we've remodeled, we've added on, we've done everything we can to squeeze out as much um, office space as we can in that little home, and we really just outgrew it. Um, so we've purchased a, a new home for Habitat, and that will be at the corner of 8th and Hoyt, and we are doing a building campaign right now where our friends in this community have been very supportive of um, our campaign so far, but you're absolutely willing to contribute to that campaign and ABLE um, through our website, so you can check that out at MuncieHabitat.org. And before we stop talking about work stuff, so tell us about the ReStore. It's uh, it's moved a few times over the past few years, but where's it located now? What can we get there? That kind of thing. Habitat for Humanity ReStore um, is vital to our operation. And uh, through donations that people give to us, we actually are able to generate much needed profit and revenue um, for our organization. So we actually had our best year ever in the midst of COVID. Um, Everybody so had time everybody on was, their hands. Well, and they were <laughs> fixing all their houses. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, which was wonderful. It's great for us and great for them. Affordable products, um, and then we also obviously get to build more homes and serve more families uh, with those dollars. So we're located out at 4640 West Bethel Avenue, and you can drop off your donation, or we can actually come right to your house and pick it up. Um, there's a form on our website you can fill out um, called Pickup Form, and we'll come right out to your house anytime. Very good. Now, I have a question for you. Are you a Munsonian? Are you from, from here? No, I'm not. I'm originally um, from a small community in southern Michigan. Really? Uh huh. Okay. And my father's a farmer. Bought a new combine last week. Oh, Holy cow! Uh, <laughs> and my mother was a, a nurse in the local hospital, and grew up in a small, small community. Um, graduated with about 60 people from my high school. So what brought you to Muncie? Well, actually, um, my husband and I met at Taylor University in Fort Wayne. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It's an urban campus there in Fort Wayne where we actually studied uh, things like pastoral ministries, and I did a lot of intercultural studies working with different um, immigrant communities, actually, in Fort Wayne. We met there. His family um, is from the Parker City area, and so we Farmland for a while. Farmland, that's exactly right. He rode right. my bus. That's did right. <laughs> I, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we, um, we came to Ball State. I actually did my master's degree at Ball State, and uh, he took some community development courses and philosophy courses there. Um, and then we settled in Muncie, and um, I had a professor uh, who was in my master's program, and he was on the board at Habitat for Humanity. And there was an AmeriCorps job that was opening up at Habitat, and that's how I started. I applied for that position because we wanted to stay in Muncie. And um, I really thought that that AmeriCorps job would be a one-year 
service commitment and I would move on to the next thing. And here I am at Habitat 19 years later. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's a remarkable journey. Well, tell us about your husband real quick. What does he do? My husband actually is a pastor um, at Avondale Church, which is um, near where the old Chevrolet plant was on 8th Street. So we're at the corner of 10th and Sampson, and that's Avondale Church. And we have um, a wonderful ministry happening there that really centers around meeting people where they are. And um, we serve a lot of meals, and we spend a lot of time walking and talking and being a part of um, the community and not necessarily trying to get folks to come to church on Sunday, but to just be with people in the midst of what's going on in their lives. Any kids? I do have kids, yeah. <laughs> How many? Um, we, we have two wonderful children. Um, Lily is a junior at Central, and Lincoln is a freshman at Burris. Uh, 14 and 16, and they're keeping us on our toes, (laughs) that's for sure. So what do you like to do for fun? That's a hard question. <laughs> what what does fun look like? Um, I got, you know, work and kids and church and Absolutely. stuff. What do you do for fun outside yeah. of all that? Yeah. Well, these days I would say the thing that um, makes my day a little bit brighter is I get a coffee at Rosebud, take a walk with some friends, um, have some conversations. And I, we've really enjoyed um, being able to access resources in our neighborhood um, and just be together in community. That's been fun and important to us and it's a it's a way for me to have a little bit of an outlet so what gets you truly excited about life i think um what gets me excited about life is actually um watching people grow and flourish into everything that god intends for them and i think for me i see that at habitat and my work but i also see it in my neighborhood where folks who try things um that they didn't think they could accomplish actually get to accomplish things and um, where people who maybe have had hard times actually make it through those hard times and can see a new future for themselves. That actually gets me really excited. Um, It gets me excited to see people who haven't had relationship or community begin to build relationship and community um, in the place that they are. And, and I think, I think that's what life for us um, has really taught us is that people need community, people need one another. And when we watch people grow into, into something really beautiful, um, it, that, that actually excites me. I see that in my own kids. I see that in, in myself, that through relationship, we actually become better people um, have uh, make it through things that we didn't think we could make it through. What's on your bucket list? What oh. do you want to do before it's all said and done? <laughs> my bucket list. Well, you know, I would really love to travel a little bit with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a semester in Israel when I was in college, okay. and I would love to take them uh, back and see the things that I got to see. During COVID, my daughter and son and husband and I sat down at the dinner table, and we actually made a worldwide travel bucket list. And so we, um, I think, have about 60 countries on the bucket list and um, we'd love to do a world tour. I said it'll take us about a year to probably accomplish that um, but it certainly would be fun to be able to um, see as many things as we researched and found. It's kind of it's a pipe dream maybe not just a bucket list. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. Number one question what's your favorite band or artist? 
Oh, I like a lot, but I would say um, more recently we've been listening to Dave Matthews Band, okay. and my son and daughter are really getting into that. Have you ever been there in concert? Or yes, anything? we just were okay. there at Deer Creek. I have Creek. never been. <laughs> yeah, yes, Deer I Creek. I have never been to the, uh, Dave Matthews in concert, yeah. which is kind of weird because I go to a lot of concerts, or at least I like to think I do. We used to before the COVID. We used to. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just never never have made that one, and uh, that's kind of like on my bucket list. Yeah, so. absolutely. Let's see a Dave concert. Well, and see it's what fun like. when your kids start to like the music that you mm-hmm. like, and you're not like listening to kids bop anymore. Yes, uh, so. absolutely. <laughs> that is so fun. That's pretty cool. Are you an early bird or night owl? For sure an early bird. Um, I'm probably neither. Okay. <laughs> I love my sleep. Sleep is good. What's your favorite book? I actually love a book by Francine Rivers. Um, it's called Redeeming Love. And it's certainly one that I read probably every year or so. Um, it's a beautiful story. Have you ever met anyone famous? Well, I met our very own David Letterman, okay. actually. What? Um, I did. So you've met Jimmy Carter and David Letterman. I didn't really get to meet Jimmy Carter. Uh, I worked, worked alongside <laughs> Jimmy Carter. You could see um, him from afar. But it was at that same uh, Jimmy Carter work project. Okay. Um, and David Letterman was working on a house two doors down from where I was. Um, and I saw him and his big beard. And I saw him taking a break. And I thought I would go over and introduce myself. And, of course, uh, I shook my hand and talked about state um and the things we had in common so nice what's your guilty pleasure oh that when you when i saw this question i thought oh i don't know how to answer it (laughs) (laughs) so i googled what's a guilty pleasure (laughs) um but i would say uh one of the things that um i enjoy is the movie 13 going on 30 and i could watch it anytime anywhere and it's kind of my little silly guilty pleasure (laughs) That's great. I love it. What's your favorite movie? Well, you know, that's also hard for mm-hmm. me to, to answer. Um, and I, I really don't know if I have one, but probably something with Matthew McConaughey in it. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a good choice. Yeah. What's your hidden talent? Well, this one, I'm a little embarrassed to say, but I can, you know, like touch my tongue to my nose. Oh. I don't know. Oh, is no, that a talent or just a is. stupid human trait? You and Gene well, Simmons, yeah. that's about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think it's great. Not everybody can do that. Do you sing in the shower? Oh, sometimes. Okay. Yeah, it certainly would have to be the right time. And only on a Saturday, because I'm usually up before everyone else, and I couldn't you sing. You don't as... wake up the whole house. That's right. Okay. Now, how about the car? Um. Yes, I definitely sing in the car. Okay. Yeah. Star Wars or Star Trek? Nope. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Right. Oh, you know, I did not grow up watching uh, those types of things. Oh, and yeah? it wasn't until um, I met my husband, Josh, that we really started watching Star Wars things together. Um, and watching my kids enjoy it, I think I enjoy Star Wars slightly more, but... Still's not really my jam. I feel like you have to grow up watching that to really appreciate it. If you start, like, I didn't watch it when I was a kid. And so if you start it as an adult, you're like, I just I just don't get it. But mm-hmm. if you have that nostalgia yeah. of being a kid watching it or watching it with your parents or whatever, I think that goes a long way. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Well, I had to look at this, too. And it actually is the kissy face emoji. And I think it's because it goes to my kids oh, all okay. the time. I was going right? to say, husband? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that for sure. That or the um, the person that... The shrugging? The shrugging, the shrugging person. Yes. yes. Um, those two are my most used at this point. So. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. No problem.
So we got to paint some happy little trees here recently. Happy little trees, happy little clouds. So uh, a couple of months ago, I saw this deal for the Bob Ross experience where uh, one of the workshops uh, that you get to paint uh, one of the Bob Ross paintings uh, there at Minatrista. And I said, yes, let's do that. And I, I want you to go with me. Yes. Now, I gave you a, this as a gift a few months, several months ago. And yeah, back in what, April, May, I think it was for your birthday I gave it to you. Yes, and and I loved it. Yeah, and you did it by yourself. Now, Matt is an artiste. He's very artistic and all not, kinds of things. Not as not as much as some of those people. Well, some there. of those, oh my gosh, those Whoa. people were like very good. So he liked it so much. He was like, let's, let's do this. Let's have a date night and do it together. So I was like... Ugh. Okay. Now, <laughs> some of y'all may know, like, I am a creative person. I can play music. I cannot dance. I also cannot draw or do lots of things like that. I can make the computer do what I want it to do and make pretty things. So I can do that kind of creative things, but like drawing, painting, coloring, any of that stuff is not exactly just, my forte. Just a no. <laughs> it's so, just a no. So I took a risk and. And got these tickets. Now, I did prep her right because we went to Vera Mays beforehand. That's true. I got to have a dirty martini maybe had a and some yummy and, food and all of that. So we had yeah. a proper date night. Because I don't know if you know this, husband, but yeah. our our anniversary was in October. It was? It was. I know we hardly got it. We, we didn't really celebrate We did it. not celebrate. October was so busy and so much going on that our anniversary just kind of like came and went and whatever. So this is kind of our belated anniversary celebration yes and it was going very well it uh, went very well yes that's what i meant to say and it went very well and we went over to Minatrista yep. and we got our smock on we we they we, give you all the paint all the that's paint. the best part is you just show up they you show up they teach you what they show you what to do like they did a really good job because there were people in there who are like expert level and then there were people like me who was like I can barely put paint on a brush so they did a very good job you go in yeah they give you a smock they give you your canvas is all set up and ready to go they've got a paper with paint like all the paints you're gonna need all of your brushes all of your cleaning stuff like every, like paper towels and like baby wipes. they they had everything and then you have the instructor up there and he tells you what to do and when to do it and how to and do how it. to do it and then if uh if you still don't get it there's the other guy. there's the secondary instructor who's and like he likes he, to come around and help you he'll help you yes and it was so good i know when i first walked in and we saw this painting i was like there is absolutely no way i'm going to be able to do this when i even saw the painting i was like oh my god it was complicated there there were trees and mountains and a waterfall. a waterfall and then more trees and clouds and sky and a little water and i'm like wow it was a is, very complicated it was a very complicated painting. ordeal in fact we went over by at least a half an hour right i think it was like so 45 was minutes six to nine three hours you're supposed to be able to get this thing done well it was uh, nine thirty before we wrapped up. <laughs> yeah, and we were booking it to get that last part finished to do yes. our waterfalls and our oh, there were rocks and all, all kinds of things. But I still cannot get the mountains right. It it that is my biggest. Mountains are hard because you have to use that little knife thing. The knife. I thought I would be good at it. That's the thing. But oh, uh, I, I am not good. You at gotta it. gotta like drag it just right. But if you go the other way, then it's not. It's hard. Yes, but trees. <laughs> I you am, I am happy good. with my happy little trees. You're good at trees. Now, I am good at waterfalls. Who knew? I know. That they, was a very nice waterfall. Even the 
even the instructor was like, wow, that's a really good waterfall. Now, I also like to think that I have set the bar low as far as expectations. So when the bar is so low then uh, that because you can't even do the clouds right, then when you do a marginally acceptable waterfall, it looks amazing because my bar is so low. <laughs> now, your guy kept coming around. And this was the funny part is <laughs> the two I feel instructors like kind of... They told you different things. They did. They? Well, I mean, you've heard of like dueling pianos. I yeah. feel like I kind of had dueling instructors. <laughs> now, they were both nice and both very helpful. And yes. I really liked them both. But like one guy would come and he'd be like, oh, well, you know, your 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 pond, your water isn't coming down quite far enough. Why don't you go down a little further and blend it all together? I'm like, all right. So I did it. And then the other guy, the main instructor came down and he's like, well, why is it down so low? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. And then he came around a little bit later and he was like, well, now you lost all your pink in there and stuff. And what happened to like that? I'm like, oh, no, the other guy came and he said that, that wasn't to go lower. And it wasn't right and to like go over the pink. And he was like, ah, I'll fix it. <laughs> so it, I was like, wait a second. I feel like I'm getting mixed messages here. But you know what? Every artist has their own creative vision and their it's subjective art is subjective so what one guy thinks you should do the other guy doesn't think you should do something else and maybe i think you should do something totally different because it's art and you can do what you want and it was fun to walk around and see all the different paintings of the same thing right. how we all interpreted uh the colors the brushes the, right. the how, light how you wanted the trees to look bigger my tree was a little skinnier your tree was fuller some people did those mountains like excellent they did the the lady in front of us oh my gosh she they kept saying they weren't good but they are amazing and she put like in her trees like all of our trees are like green a little bit of yellows and stuff but then she like got the red in there and it yeah, was like, it a, a, like autumn a fall scene. scene or whatever and i'm like that's amazing <laughs> it was so good now the people in front of us they were from kansas city yes. they drove uh, well, they broke the trip up, but they like, like came from they Kansas came City from just Kansas to City. do this. Thing. I, I had no idea that it was such a draw. There was another group. I think it was a mom and her daughter. She was made, the daughter's maybe in college or something. And she loves Bob Ross. And she even said, she's like, when I get stressed out when I'm working on homework, I just turn on Bob Ross and I, I watch him paint happy trees on YouTube, on YouTube or whatever. I'm like, wow, okay. Um, they came. Now, I think they used to live here in Muncie, so they have a local connection, but they live in South Carolina, and they came in from South Carolina. Had some people up near Gary, Indiana that were there. Yeah. It was their anniversary weekend. This was one way they were uh, was celebrating. how they were celebrating. So, like, I think in that whole group, we might have been the only local <laughs> people, which was so interesting. So, I mean, that's like a whole, a whole draw. Those people had to get hotels and go out to eat and do different things, and they're spending, like, Oh, they were all like when it was 930 and we were like, we got to go. Like, we got to go to bed. We've got a kid at home. We've got like, you know, early morning meetings and stuff. Yeah, they're like, hey, we can <laughs> and stay they're, until they're, 11, 12, Yeah, they're whatever. hanging out, taking pictures, talking to each other. I'm like, hey, this is great. You guys are on vacation. I think this is fabulous. And I'm so glad you chose to come to Muncie to do it. But we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so we peaced out. But and we went. Did am, you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. I was very apprehensive when I first went in because I know how bad I suck at things like but this. But they do it so well that the Bob Ross experience is really the calming experience. It was very calming. Paint, made, be happy. I was happy. I made some happy, happy trees. A lot of happy mistakes, a lot of happy trees, a yeah. lot of happy things. I didn't make any happy mountains because those were hard. But those were hard. They like, even, even my... Oh, they turned out happy in the end. But yeah, I'm very happy. I'm happy 
we did it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone, gone boss. boss.